Welcome back to the newest episode of PenPodcast.com. I'm your host, Matthew Harms, founder of Pen for Hire, where we offer premier ghostwriting and author coaching services. Also the creators of the Pen Podcast, where we sit with authors, writers, writing industry professionals, subject matter experts, and all around interesting people. Today, I have the pleasure of being joined by Amanda Karch. How are you today, Amanda? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I am doing fantastic. Thank you. Where are you joining us from? I am joining us from Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Ah, very nice. Are you a native Mass Hall? Is that is that the correct <laughs> vernacular? That would, that, that would sound right. And yes, I am a native Mass Hall. I actually, my podcast co-host Nico is from Massachusetts as well. And there's always this confusion as to what do you actually call someone from Massachusetts? Because that one sounds derogatory but it's the easier one opposed to what massachusetts i honestly i've thought about that a couple times and i'm not really sure how you would what you would describe us as <laughs> then you, that's a very unique claim to fame then yep <laughs> well again thank you for being here um thank you for your sense of humor please tell everyone a little bit about yourself yeah of course so I graduated from Babson College a few months ago, actually. So studying for a business degree. And while I'm joining the corporate world in a few short months, I have been spending the last couple of months focusing on my writing and book work. I have published two books, self-published a poetry collection in October, 2020 called Her Favorite Color with Sunshine Yellow. And this past December, I published a nonfiction book through New Degree Press called Poetic Potential, Sparking Change and Empowerment Through Poetry. And between those two books and like countless other ideas that I have in my head, it's kept me pretty busy over the past couple of months. All while getting your business degree. Yes, yes. So I, I have to ask because I got a degree in finance when I wanted to be a writer, but I was told that wasn't a real job. Um, so I had to go to school and get a degree. And now looking back on it, I, proving everyone wrong because writing is actually what pays my bills. But at any point while you were engaging in your writing and finishing this degree, have you had second thoughts about actually entering the corporate world? No, see, I, so when I was younger in high school at, during like freshman year, I still had like the dream of being a writer and going into some sort of writing. I knew that creative writing, like it's definitely really hard to make it in the world as a creative writer. And I had wanted to be the author of novels. So I knew that that was definitely like a harder path to pursue and actually make a living out of. So I was looking at different areas like technical writing or just other ways to kind of incorporate writing. And somebody told me like, oh, business is actually a way to incorporate writing and something else that you love, which was math at the time. So really it was a way to combine like those two areas that I was really interested in, like definitely two different, two different sides of the brain, but I was interested in both of those areas. So I was like, okay, like I'll pursue a degree in business. And honestly, I have no regrets about going to business school. This it actually helped me a lot with my books because I go, I went to Babson, which was a really great entrepreneurship school. So I've learned a lot about being an entrepreneur, which being an is an entrepreneur. So 
I learned a lot about marketing myself and branding and really how to get my book out there, networking, collaboration, all of these things that have really helped me uh, become a better author, marketer, entrepreneur in general. So definitely no regrets, but I would love if they dating could be my full-time job, but baby steps to get there. Got it. Now, what, what exactly in business did you study? So I studied data analytics. So um, definitely very different from writing. So people, people sometimes get a little confused, like, oh, you like to write too? Like, that's very different than what you're studying. I'm like, yeah, but I don't know. I like using both, both sides of the brain. Yeah, but I mean, that's not just left brain, right brain. That's far left brain <laughs> poetry, far right brain data analytics. Yes, mm -hmm. yes I know. <laughs> Uh, so you mentioned wanting to get into novel writing, but your first two books have been both poetry, correct? So my first book was poetry. Second one was about poetry, but nonfiction. Gets a little, gets a little confusing sometimes, but yeah. So yeah, so far I have not written a novel. Um, that was what I always thought I was going to do. I grew up writing a lot of stories and world building and all of this uh, fiction-based writing, but somehow in like sometime at the beginning of high school, I fell into poetry and that was the type of writing that I've really done the most in the past few years. And, and during the pandemic, when I wanted to really get back into writing because it had kind of fallen on and off based on just how busy I was with school and life and athletics and everything. So it, it had really fallen off and I wanted to get back into it. And poetry was the writing that I'd been most frequently doing so I was like hey I'll fulfill this childhood dream of publishing a book and it was poetry so it's really interesting how it all worked out but I am very grateful for it love it now did I hear correctly the first book you self-published and then the second book was through a publisher yeah so my first book was self-published I published on Amazon's KDP and Ingram so it's distributed through all bookstores online and in a couple local bookshops around me too as well and sold on my Etsy shop as well for uh, personalized copies but yeah and then my second book was published through New Degree Press which is a hybrid, hybrid publisher actually so working with a team and it's really based on community writing so how the fact that you're working in a cohort and taking different classes to learn about publishing and the process, like writing process and going through um, editing with a team of different editors. And it was a, definitely a cool experience because everybody's going through the same process at the same time. So it's not a very lonely experience like self-publishing is. So going forward, when you, when you write your next book, I'm assuming you're gonna write another book. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Is that an experience that you're looking to do again, or do you feel like you've learned enough to maybe do it a different way? So my goal is definitely to go the more traditional route in the future, because I mean, at this point I've experienced all other paths. So I would like to try to go a traditional route through a bigger publisher or even just a, a smaller indie press, like that would be great as well. I'm trying that route for a poetry collection at the moment, but I will be hopefully writing more nonfiction books in the future. So 
I don't, I don't really know what my process will be, but I'm hoping to go a little bit of a different route. Got it. Um, <laughs> since you mentioned process, uh, one of the questions I get asked all the time by clients that we either write for or coach is what's the best way to write a book? So I'm curious for someone who is juggling the balance of school, right? Not, not just school, business school um, and writing, how would you advise someone to finish a book? Yeah. Well, so time, time management was definitely my best friend. I wrote my poetry collection while I was working a 40 hour a week internship during the pandemic. So at least I didn't have like a lot of the social aspects to try to control and balance because, you know, it was locked in my house, but I was still working a lot. So I, it would be a lot of getting up early before work to do a little writing, staying up later and focusing on that. And a lot of it had to do with scheduling with, was what helped uh, that first book. I was, I set a goal of when I wanted to publish the book by. So I chose my birthday at the end of the year and I was, I just worked backwards from that. I said, okay, I need to hit publish on this date, which means I need to have a proof copy in my hands by this date, which means I need to have a cover and all the layout done by this date. And I need to have an order of poems by this date. And all of this, like working backwards was really what helped me solidify that first book and for my second one it was definitely harder to harder to balance because there was a lot more that went into this book because at that point it was like social life and athletics kind of came back into my life because the world was starting to become a little more normal at that point and I wrote that that nonfiction book in a year which looking back is crazy the fact that I did that while balancing everything else that I was doing in my life um but again like the time management and the scheduling was really a big help and I would set aside time every Friday because at Babson we didn't have classes on Fridays which was a blessing so every Friday for like four hours in the morning I would just sit myself down and that was my writing block and yeah, I worked on it a little else like during during the rest of the week, but that time was dedicated solely to writing. No distractions, just a cup of coffee and uh, just whatever work I had to do that week. So yeah, t definitely planning out chunks of time was the best for me because I'm a very like uh, organized and schedule kind of person, very type A. So I really needed to like plan it out in order to get everything done. And it sounds like because of the time you had on the first book and really mastering those behaviors and those processes, you were able to figure out what worked for you and then carry it forward. Yeah, exactly. It definitely helped going through that process and learning a lot of like the ins and outs of marketing a book too, because then that helped me for my second one as well. Amazing. And I love the reverse engineering part of the process. Um, Cause if you, there's a, I think it's Simon Sinek start with the end in mind. Mm -hmm. If you know what you want to accomplish and by when it's a lot easier to figure out how to get there. Exactly. Yep. Thank you for tuning in to the pen podcast produced by pen for hire. Do you struggle with finding affordable and reliable proofreaders? Are you tired of the AI software that doesn't always understand human language? 
Pen for Hire has an extensive network of professionals we can refer you to to help. Visit our website at www.penforhirenyc.com to get your free consultation today. And now back to the interview. So I'm curious, what, if anything, is stopping you from undertaking a novel? Honestly, nothing's stopping me at this point. I have I have a couple of ideas in mind. It just, I haven't written fiction in so long. I've been focusing on poetry for so long. And then my nonfiction book, which was a whole different experience because that was something I never even thought I would ever write in my life. But I don't know, nothing's stopping me currently. I think that I, I think that I have it in me in the future. I just have so many other things going on at the moment that I want to be able to dedicate a good, like put in my best effort to be writing a novel. And that requires more time, I think, and nonfiction and poetry, because I feel like, I feel like writing fiction, I would need to be a lot more focused and um, just have more time to plan it because there's so many different like nuances and connections that you have to figure out within a book while poetry is a lot easier to just pick up and start again after taking a little bit of break and even nonfiction is different because there's not as many like little connections and like secrets you you have to like hide in a book and I don't know I think there's just a, there's a lot more to fiction that I would need a little more time for. So it's interesting that you say that because in many ways and, and the ones that you just mentioned, you're absolutely correct. But for nonfiction, depending what your goal from writing the book is, you also have to contend with clarity of thought, stream of consciousness, mm -hmm. making sure that you're targeting the right audience, that you're providing the right information um, and everything needs to tie together as you know, mm -hmm. you may not be burying anything subtly, like you right. are in a novel, but you do still have to make sure that your reader feels compelled to take some kind of action or walk away with feeling like they learned something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely agree. What I really liked about writing nonfiction, and again, like I never thought that nonfiction would be anywhere in the cards for me. I was thinking, okay, poetry, and I was going to write a novel someday. But nonfiction was a whole different type of writing. But it was really cool when I took all of these interviews and personal experiences and research and was able to tie them all together and find these connections. I mean, there were plenty of interviews where I had people say the exact same thing word for word, people who don't know each other, who don't know what anybody else was saying. And they were saying the same ideas about what poetry had done for them and how it had impacted their lives. And it was kind of amazing seeing all of these little connections and finding where one idea could connect really easily to another and get this perfect uh, like stream of thoughts together where people could understand that, okay, poetry has this type of potential and can provide a level of significant impact in your life. So I'm really more curious than I was before now. What made you decide to write nonfiction, right? Because poetry is, is, seems to be like what really gets you going. But before that, your goal was to write a novel. And then <laughs> you decided to write nonfiction. And that's what you're sticking with. So what was the impetus behind that? Okay, so it started with my poetry collection. So 
when I decided that I was going to fulfill this dream of writing a book, I was writing poetry. So I decided to go with that. And so during that whole process and a little into my semester, when I was taking a poetry class, I was realizing that poetry had really had this big impact on me because I had been terrified of sharing my writing with anybody. I mean, before a couple of years ago, I can count on one hand the amount of people who had ever seen my writing, which is crazy because now people buy my books and it's just weird how, how that's shifted from then. But I had realized that I had grown a lot more confident in not just sharing my writing, but also just speaking out loud. I mean, speaking in front of my classes or giving presentations or even doing a podcast like this, like this would never have been in the cards a couple of years ago, I would have been terrified. So it really showed to me that poetry had had this big impact because around the same time that I really started writing poetry, I had had this really traumatic public speaking experience in front of one in front of my entire class. So like 200 people, I was running for, I was running for some sort of uh, like class office role and my voice was shaking the entire time and I, I knew it I knew that everybody else knew it and when I was talking to one of my friends after I was like oh could, could you tell that I was nervous up there and she was kind of like yeah we could we could tell and from then on I was like okay I'm never speaking in front of people again public speaking is not for me and I just realized like nope this is this is not my path for life but then I was writing a lot of poetry and over time I was realizing that I was definitely getting a lot more confident in myself and that helped me become more confident speaking in front of people and taking this poetry class I realized that poetry had really helped me find my voice and I was talking with other writer friends and people were saying really similar sentiments. So how poetry had helped them become more confident, how it had helped them heal and like really trust in themselves and how it had helped them find their voice. And I realized like, okay, like there's something here that it's not just me. Like there are a lot of people who feel these same, same ideas. And I really wanted to put that idea into the world and tie it into my passion for feminism and female empowerment. And so I was able to connect these two together and I wanted to make a book out of it because I thought that the world deserved to see how poetry can really have this big impact on people's lives when a lot of people look at it and they think that it's something useless that we read in school or it's really hard to understand or it's an elitist hobby. Like there's a lot of different sentiments around what poetry is and I just think that people just don't understand it. So that's why I wanted to write this book. Thank you for listening to the Pen Podcast, produced by Pen for Hire. Have you ever wished the people in your life would give you honest, useful criticism on your work? Advice and insight to help improve the narrative instead of just saying it's good? Well, our team at Pen for Hire specializes in developmental editing. So no matter where you are in the writing process, we can help you take it to the next level. Visit our website at www.penforhirenyc.com to get a free consultation today. And now back to the interview. It's funny you say that because 
poetry maybe does take the brunt of it, but it's very similar to the message I got. Like writing's not a real job. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's in every single thing that we do. And mm -hmm. there's so many hyper-specialized focuses, right? You've got journalism, mm -hmm. you've got copywriting, um, yep. editing, novel, right? And all of them play a part in everyone's life. So for someone who says right. writing is an elitist hobby or it's a waste of time, well, you know what? That's the same person who's reading a book on vacation. So right. if it mm -hmm. wasn't for people putting in the time to write those novels and poetry books, you wouldn't have your hobby of reading it. Exactly. Yeah, no, I feel the same way. When I when I was younger, I I mean, I've loved to write for my entire life. And I had a couple friends who also like to write. And so I would talk to them about it. But then to like a broader group of people that I was always around. So like my teammates, I would want every once in a while bring it up. And you could just tell that people just kind of dismissed it as a hobby that wasn't really worth having. And people, I just felt pretty judged for having this hobby and which is pretty sad when you think about it like I stopped talking about it with a lot of people I didn't stop writing but I stopped sharing it with people which I looking back like it's sad that I had to go through that but then there would be other people or more like popular people in my grade who would talk about like oh yeah like I was writing something and then all of a sudden everybody was like wow that's so cool and I'm like okay like this is <laughs> I, I don't know why, like, all of a sudden things change, but, yeah, when I was younger, I definitely didn't feel like writing was something that, I don't know, people understood. And the irony is, or maybe not the irony, but you at least took that, you didn't let it stop you, mm -hmm. right? You kept going. How many people are there out there in the world who allow others to tell them, oh, yeah, this is a waste of my time, and then... Yeah, give it up completely and never go back. I know it is sad to think about because I'm sure there are countless amounts of people who have gone through that. But that's why I wanted to write this book because it's not just showing, it's not only showing like, okay, that uh, like poetry has this big impact and can have this potential to help you heal through past trauma or help you find your voice or help people advocate for different things in society but it's also about women in general so how, how women's voices matter how they have opinions and thoughts and stories that matter and should uh like should be proud to share them with the world and i, I know like in society there's a lot of times that women's voices are just overlooked so eventually people like women stop talking because they have been like overlooked for so long that they're just like okay like nobody's gonna listen to me so I'm just not gonna I'm not gonna speak so it's that was like another big part of my book because I really wanted to show that women's voices do matter I love it um that's truly inspirational for anyone out there right I, I always ask myself what if Ernest Hemingway believed that writing was stupid and didn't finish mm -hmm. and anyone yeah. there could be that next timeless author of anything. Yeah, you're right. I mean, is there anything that we didn't cover about your writing, your book, upcoming work, promotions, anything at all you'd like to um, to make sure our listeners know about? Um, so I would say that I really just want to let people know that writing is something that you'll always have. 
I mean, that's that's what my mom told me from the beginning that even if I'm going into the corporate world and that's going to be my life, like writing is something I can I can always have. Like that's a skill that is never going to go away, like a love that is never going to go away. So I would say that, yeah, writing is something that you're you can always you can always go back to. And it's it's something that can never be taken away from you once you start. But yeah, besides that, um, if you're if you're interested in my books, I do have a lot of signed copies available on my Etsy shop, which you can find all over my social media, which is AKK Writing on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, like basically whatever social media platform you use. But um, yeah, I'm hoping to have some more publications come out in a more traditional sense. So I've been submitting to a lot of literary journals uh, recently. So trying to go that route now with my poetry and had a couple of acceptances. So um, just just got actually a copy of um, Paddler Press Volume 4, which has my first publication in it, which is really exciting to get in the mail yesterday. But yeah, so keep an eye out on all of my social media. I post I try to post as many updates as I can, but that's that's where I am. Fantastic. Make sure as you're posting them, you tag us so we can put it out to everyone um, in our audience who listened to your episode. We'll tag you back. Um, greatly appreciate you taking the time today to sit with us, talk about your journey, um, offer such amazing, valuable advice for writers at any stage of their life. Um, and we're looking forward to staying in touch with you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate You're it. You're very welcome. Everyone at home, you just listened to Matt Harms and Amanda Karch. Please support Amanda and her work. Check her out, AKK Writing, on your social media platform of preference. And keep an eye on the Pen Podcast for updates. We'll catch you all in the next episode.